Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago. I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job, this is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me See Me podcast and today I've got a, a really interesting guy. Uh, Mark Anthony Bradley is a fashion stylist. Um, we met uh, when we was introduced by Lena Healy, our ambassador, and um, um, he does some wonderful images, what I want to talk about. So it's a Sunday morning. Mark, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Stuart. Happy to, happy to be talking to you on this fine Sunday morning. <laughs> I hate to say, yawning. But yeah, it's all good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll go straight into like the bones of things, of, of, as I like to do. Um, yeah. I know you as a person, but I like to really get into understanding what makes people tick a little bit. So, so, what was your upbringing like? Where, did, where was you brought up? I was born born and bred in London, um, and uh, I, I, I guess I sort of uh, my mother took me around, around around the country a little bit. I, I spent most of my schooling in in Wales, even though I was born in London, and um, then came back to London. Um, for my early teens. So I, my, I kind of education-wise, I was kind of all over the country, which was kind of, in a way, quite good grounding because I got, got to meet a lot of people early on in, in my years. So, uh, yeah, that's where I was kind of born and bred. What was like, uh, I mean, Wales is beautiful. I've been to Wales a lot. So that was yeah. like, what was it like being an English boy in a Welsh school? Was that like? Ooh. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little rough to start with. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the obvious equation, if you like. Um, you know, English boy in a Welsh school, he's kind of, uh, let's, let's, give him, let's give him a little bit jip. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was teased a lot for my accent. Um, uh, I, I think even for my haircut when I was about... I think I, I, I had an early memory when I was about 12 was just, you know, where did you, where did you get this poncy haircut, man? <laughs> and uh, so um, I think I fought my way out of that. Um, I think I earned a bit of respect as a, as, a, as, a, as a youngster just by defending myself and defending being English. But my mum's actually kind of um, Welsh anyway. So um, so I, I have English and Welsh blood in me. So um, it, it served... It served, to, it served to suit me in both ways, to be honest. Like, I kind of managed to get away with not getting too much of a beating in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I, I was really badly bullied at school. There was one really? kid. Really? Yeah, one kid. And when, when you get one kid on you, you can't. It was really funny because my sister was, was three years older. So when I was yeah. in the first year, she was in the fourth year. And she went out with the best fighter in the school. So I was <laughs> touchable. And I got a bit cocky about it. And then sort of day one of the 
first of the third year or something when I realised that my sister had left school and her boyfriend as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I started learning to run. You were a sprinter, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's surprising. That's that that stuff really gets you, you know, at that age. And uh, it, it it does. I mean, it, it definitely had an effect on me for a while. But I mean, luckily, I was. What got me through it the most, I think, was actually being good at football. Right. Um, so I think the hardest kid in the school, basically, who was a year above me, kind of befriended me because I was good at football. And he had, he used to have somebody carrying me around. I used to have to kind of, they'd have a guy called, I think his name was Mullins, who would just be his, you know, his, his kind of, I, I guess, almost like his slave. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And he used, to, he used to kneel down and, and pick me up and carry me from lesson to lesson just because I was friends with the hardest kid in the school who just breed, bred fear into the rest of the, uh, of the pupils. So <laughs> I, I say I was lucky, but I, I, I mean, I guess the guy who carried me was the most unlucky. But, um, and I, I was too scared to say, don't, don't, you know, not get on his shoulders to be carried from lesson to lesson. So, um, but yeah, literally being good at football um, kind of got me through it. Yeah. So, and exactly. I, I do, I, I am a bit of a soccer head. Um, I've, I, I mean, back in the, actually, Back in the day, my mum, um, she used to go out with one of the, the Leeds players in the, in the late 70s. Oh. So f for me, I got to go as a kid go to all the uh, Ellen Road. So, um, it's kind of in my blood, I guess, because of my, because of my mum's um, relationship with one of the players back in the day. Yeah. So it, it's always stuck with me. And yeah, I'm kind of, I don't watch it as much as I used to, but no. I still have a soft spot for it, and especially Leeds. So yeah, yeah. yeah. My, um, where I come from is everyone's West Ham. My right, right. Ham, and I, I'm not a real, I'm, I like the fighting, uh, fighting sports. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Great football fan, but yeah. I do love watching West Ham with my boy, you know, like that. that right, yeah, that, for sure. Honest, and he loves it all. And it's funny, I've got a lot of friends that it's the old West Ham area. So, you've got the old um, nutty hooligan people, you know, that yeah, you know all. And, uh, uh, I, I, said, I was saying to him once, I said, uh, who was the worst team to go against? Who was the worst people to fight? And he went, Leeds Police. Practice with the miners, aren't they? The horrible guys. <laughs> so, no, they always did have a horrible reputation. A lot of these guys thought they was hard until they got to Leeds and met the police. And I think they realised. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Leeds fans for you. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so where, where um, so from school, where did where did you where did you get into the, like this, the sort of the world of fashion and style? And yeah, well, again, my 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 mum always had an influence on me. She sadly sad passed away time ago, but she always had um, a really good influence on me. I guess she was involved in she did a little bit of modelling back in the day when she was a youngster. Um, she loved art. She loved fashion. So it was a natural progression for me to kind of go that way. Um, and I always wanted to do it, start off as a mark of respect to my mum because that's, that's, that's how it was. So I actually enrolled into Gwent College of Fashion and then another course doing fashion promotion, illustration fashion. So it was like photography, styling. Yeah. Um, not that styling was an actual given course as such, but it was, it was just an angle into it. Because it was only, I guess, it, styling hadn't really evolved that much or it hadn't really been a thing um, um, for that long so it was kind of nice for me to kind of get an insight into that but I was 
doing fashion forecasting, trending, um, taking my own photos, making made my own collection, I guess, and then went to Epsom, left Wales, and went to Epsom College of Arts, right. and just and I think I did a uh, yeah a degree in promotion again. So again, I just got to have a little hint of everything within the fashion world. And then I just decided when I left college, I decided to tap up the magazines, just boldly go into the magazines and introduce myself to the world. <laughs> so yeah, that education-wise, that's, that's how that all worked out. Yeah. Isn't it great to have that when you're young, to just have that, I'm just going to go in and let them know yeah. I am. <laughs> well, that's what I did. My, my, as I say, my first introduction to magazines, I mean, I was kind of, I guess in college, as a lot of fashion students will, will, will probably admit to, is that they were obsessed with ID, especially back in that day. ID was like the Bible, the style Bible. Yeah. And I was just determined to be a part of that. So I kind of just boldly kind of, you know, rolled in, um, demanded to see um, the owner, Terry Jones, and um, Edward, and Edward Enfall, who was the fashion director, obviously now at Vogue. Um, but, and I just, I think Edward maybe said to me, um, and I have to thank Terry and Edward because without those two, I'd never be doing what I've done now. They, 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 they were such incredible influential people to me. So big heads up to those guys. But I, I think I mentioned Terry and Edward that I just believed I should be a part of ID. Yeah, I mean, it, it does take some, uh, it takes some guts to go into the head of, head of uh, but like you say, you thanks to them, that, you know, like you, you got, where you won't be doing what you are now. No, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I think um, I, I basically rolled in and said that um, I wanted to do – I'd, I'd customised some clothes and I wanted to be a stylist for ID magazine and, and contribute. So I, I kind of naively demanded sort of having – could I have eight pages of fashion, please? And they were like <laughs> – Edward took me aside. I think Terry Jones was just like in shock that I'd even asked. And Edward took me aside and said, look, Mark, this is how it works. Well, we'll, you know, we like what you're doing. We'll give you a couple of pages. And I was like, oh, really? Is that it? But anyway, so I got to learn the etiquette, I guess, and went away and and did my shoot. And I think uh, Edward probably used some of the knitwear that I customized or something. And then I think it went on from there. And I um, eventually became a contributing editor there for 10 years. So that was my real grounding into, into the fashion magazine world put it that yeah. way yeah it was, which was incredible and I'll, I'll always be grateful for that for that grounding yeah I mean we we met firstly when uh, I was at Lena Heady's house uh, we were talking about the charity and that and she introduced yeah. us yeah and, and then um, kindly you came along to one of our sessions when Lena came and cut hair with me in the white chapel. right that's right you know, yeah. it, it, it was um it was great to have you there and to capture those oh, images, which we believe kind of that's had to use as well. And uh, what was what was your? I mean, she's fantastic. To, to you know, someone, and she was moving to America the next day, and she's that's correct. That's oh, right? Yeah, I know. How generous is that? They come and well, she's so rushed. Was she? Yeah, she does that. I mean, that's 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 the thing about Lena. She's uh, she gives up so much for other people, yeah. and yeah, yeah so it's it's a really humbling. Um, humbling world to be around her so yeah yeah what, what was your impression of that day that day i mean i guess i mean 
first of all, I was just really honoured that, that 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 you guys, between you and Lena, had, had asked me to do it. And I guess I haven't really grasped, um, you know, the the importance of of what was going on until I actually got there. Um, I remember seeing. Um, I mean, it was a really humbling experience, put it that way. Um, seeing these these guys that looking a little despondent, I guess, lining up to have their haircuts. You know, you can see there's a general mood of, of uh, almost sadness. And then seeing and photographing the process of you guys, of you guys cutting their hair and, and giving them something was quite special. And I think a couple of those came across in the in the photographs and. Mm. Um, and uh, if, if we were to get to do it again, I would love to kind of get that balance of of, of seeing the joy that that, that that came after. You know, they they kind of walk in despondently, but walk out with some sort of self respect, I think, and and just feeling good about themselves. They you know they've been groomed, and it's it's it's, it's just a little something to make them give them that little bit of self belief that they can you know that they take away. Which I thought was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to admit, I, I, I had a couple of watery eyes at some point, so it was kind of quite a, a really humbling experience. It really, really was. I think it's one of those things that when people see the pit, even if they sort of beautiful images like yours, mm-hmm. and they're showing there, you don't really pick up on the emotional, the emotional content of it all. It, it's it's true. true. Yeah, it, it, it's it's something quite special. Yeah, no. Uh, totally well, Sue Sue Miller, who runs the mission, like right? bless her. I told you what to do, didn't she? Do get that oh, she camera away from me. She's like, <laughs> no, she's got shots of her. Did she ever let you put use them? Because I gave you a, you her email. Did she ever let you do it? Oh no, I, I did send them quite. I mean, as a photographer, probably would whatever happens. But they, it's kind of. Um, I think I sent her some pictures and I said, would you mind if I actually published them in, in any way or just put them on social media? Yeah. And, and, and a simple response was, absolutely not. I looked horrendous. <laughs> so I guess, I mean, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I totally understand. It's kind of, you know, the thing is, if people take photographs of me, I think exactly the same. Because I, I, I'm just hate <laughs> photographs of myself. Um, if somebody said, "Can I publish these?" I'd be like, "You're joking! You're kidding me! I can't." You know? uh, I mean, so I, I, I get it. Do you know what I mean? Everybody wants to see us be seen in a certain light, and when you when you're documenting or reportage, yeah, you know, doing reportage pictures, then it's it's not always your best side, if you know what I mean. But it's yeah. you're you know conveying a moment in time, but. Um, I know, I thought she looked great, but you know, she oh, she, she firmly put me back in my seat. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with Super. Yeah, no, no one does. I've I've seen her take. There's been a some couple of big guys go at it in there, and she <laughs> just between them. You know, like, wow. You, <laughs> I'm not having that in here, and they both. Oh, sorry, sorry, Sue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can I can believe it, mate. I can believe it. Totally, that's She's hilarious. A UFC referee, I think. She's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dana White needs to sign yeah, a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I started looking at following your Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And, um, what really took me, I mean, I, like I said before, I said to you before we started, I'm, I'm about mm. as uh, stylish as a breeze block. So the st- <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the stuff is not, you know, I just. Yeah, I've always got haircuts for homeless T-shirts on, so I've got no, I've lost any idea of oh, okay. style on that. But the the images you've got that you capture with your artistic eye, 
of mm. like empty skateboard rinks and you know mm-hmm. people and I love I'm fascinated by people and you capture these essences of people um do, do you, you, you must really enjoy doing that oh I mean it's it's always been a bit of a passion for me I mean I think from from the early days we, we even things like gang culture um subcultures I was looking at pictures by people like Derek Ridges photographers like Derek Ridges and Gavin Watson um uh, that was the early sort of like early skinheads, suede heads, and the mods, whatnot. I've yeah. always been obsessed with that, these these kind of trends, I guess. And the same with, you know, American culture, you know, like the early suit suits, you know, the uh, Afro, Afri- African-Americans, Mexicans sort of rebelling against the, uh, against the troops, you know, sort of in, in, in the mid forties. It was yeah. it, wearing the suit suits. It was always, I've always been fascinated by gang culture. And a lot of those pictures um, tend not to be they, they, they tend to be catalogued via a very simple backdrop it's more about the subject than it is about anything else yeah. and there's a gritty harsh realistic look um, to these photographs and something that's always over time without even really realising it that's become something that um, I embodied and so when I started and then plus learning working with so many photographers over the last 20-25 years I guess it's, uh, it's, it's, it's had an effect on me and I probably unknowingly kind of grasped a bit of a style that, that, that does capture moments in time, I think, um, as best I can anyway. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, whether it be uh, skateboarders, whether they're in a park or whether they're not, it's, it's something about the essence of capturing a movement or a group of people and getting off, you know, moments, that, that, that subliminal moments, I guess, well, it's not just the, the, the typical shot. I'm just trying to get something a little bit different. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, whenever I can, I've, I mean, prior to COVID, I used to, I used to go to LA and shoot a lot of kids. Um, but then I'll, I'll go to Thailand if I've been to Thailand. Wherever I go around the world, I'll always try and capture something. I'll go, I went to Thailand a few years ago, and so I just went to the, the nearest uh, UFC camp. To, 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 to get these kind of mixed martial artists yeah. who look amazing and are so honoured to have their pictures taken. I just can't find, you know, look it up on Google, where's the nearest UFC ring or something or a fighter or a boxer or whatnot. Yeah. And so I'll just go and ask them politely if I can catch them. If they tell me to F off, then I do. Then yeah. if, they, <laughs> if they let me do it, then I'm... Um, yeah. <laughs> it's probably best to do that fairly quickly. It's true. It's true. But most people have been really amazing. So, yeah, I, yeah that's, 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 my, that's my, my outtake on, on that. And it's, it's, it's my favourite hobby, which is now becoming something that maybe I'm... I might be taking up a lot of my time. It's, it's just taking photos because it's become an obsession. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love I love the things you do. I mean, I mean, oh, I went to Thailand and it, it's such a beautiful place. It must, you know, oh, yeah, it's cool. You know, and those Mai Tai, the, when you go to the Mai Tai fights and the, you know, like, yeah. they're, they're, it's got such an energy about them. And, and yeah, and then but the, next to it, then you go out and you've got these beautiful beaches and the yeah. people are beautiful, aren't they? That they are literally they are. beautiful yeah. souls. You know, yeah. Absolutely, the pride they have, the pride they yeah. have in anything that they do, um, yeah. And it's and as well, you said about people surprisingly letting you take photographs. I mean, I saw you took yeah. lots of photographs at the Euros recently. 
you know. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Really, they were so powerful in pictures, and it, and sometimes it amazes me that that you often would think you would get told to fuck off, you know, like there's, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, like, you know, and it, but people like there's something people like to have their image taken, don't they? I think so, yeah. I mean, gen, generally they do. I mean, there's a lot of shy people out there. What I yeah. tend to normally do is is kind of get in amongst the people and and kind of maybe make it obvious that I'm taking a picture, not necessarily of them, but then I tend to, you know, get their attention, show them a picture on my camera and just say, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing. And yeah. most of the time they get kind of excited about it and just say, yeah, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I'll, you know, you take my picture, that's fine. But yeah, that was, um, that was, I mean, it, it was, it was, a, it was a kind of one-off. It's not, it's not often England gets as far as it did um, in these competitions. So I, I wanted to get in there. I just, I literally on the morning decided to go up to Wembley yeah. um, with a face mask on. I mean, there was a lot of people that were wearing face masks. So it was a little bit scary, but at yeah. the same time, I just, I mean, I just kind of got in there um, and people were effectively coming up to me in the end, or they'd say, take my picture, take my picture, I'll be taking this picture. And then I just kind of, you know, some people might tell me to F off, but that's fine, you know, I'll go with the flow. It's, I don't expect everybody to be, you know, no, to, no, to be no. up for it. No. But most of the time they will, and then if somebody else, it's the same with skateboarders um, in, in L.A. Um, I used to go there with another photographer called Phil Knott, who's who... No, he gets in there bold. You just keep thinking, who is this dude? And especially an English dude. Like, and then you sort of, you show them a few pictures and then you say, and then they, they kind of maybe like that. And they're like, oh, cool, cool. And then they start doing things for you and you get moments. So I love that interaction and finding a common denominator. They're kind of, you know, they're like, oh, this crazy English dude that just came up and we love his YMC trousers or something. He's a cool dude. But it's lovely, and it's 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 it kind of it counteracts the kind of um, what would you call it the uh, generation gap, if you like, as well. Because I'm a lot older than some of these kids, yeah. so it's kind of it, it breaks down those barriers, and it's it's just a really again a humbling experience. And to walk away with pictures, and then stay in touch with these kids, send them pictures, and they're like. Yeah, dude, this is amazing. So yeah. I get so much, I get a kick, a massive kick out of, out of, out of it. It's not just photograph, it's then hopefully carrying on beyond that. So yeah, that's what I really enjoy. Uh, that's not, that's, that's good that you have that, that continual contact, you know, rather than to just, sure. you know, it's almost like a, you're not doing one night stands, you're forming relationships. And that's, that's exactly what it is. It really, really is. Yeah. I mean, I have, a couple of these skater kids um, um, who just kind of, uh, you know, they're probably partying at four o'clock in the morning and they're sending me pictures just because they just want to, oh, because it's something that maybe made them think of the, of the time that we share when we're taking pictures. But it's it's the same as, you know, with a couple of the UFC guys in New York, there's one in particular, I, I, I won't mention, but he's kind of, we built it, we did some pictures and he, he was he's really sweet you know he's a warrior in, in the ring but he's kind of and he you know he's he asked me for my opinions on things every now and then. he sends me messages and it's just and i'm like wow why, why, you're asking me and it's it's really lovely you know so yeah. i like to i mean i'm i mean i am a people's person i do love interacting with people and i used to be kind of quite nervous but 
around people. But I think since taking up photography and, and learning from my friend Phil Knott, the photographer, to just, you know, we only live once, just, you know, interact with people as best you can. And it, again, I find it so humbling. And yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm totally up for that. Yeah, but the biggest gift I ever had was the first day I, I went to a homeless session and cut someone's hair. And it's cliche, but it changed my life because my in the end, my whole direction of my life is different now. And it's because yeah. I've got a different view. I've learned so much more about people. And it's funny, I came from a place where I thought, I, at that point, I already thought I knew a lot. Yeah. I, I knew very little compared to, you know, like, you know, the, the, what makes people tick. Um, sure. And I've learned a lot about myself over that time as well. It's, it's so true. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not just saying this, but I have, I have a huge amount of respect for what you do too. And it's, I know another guy in in, in, in LA, Sasha Brewer. Oh, um, Sasha. No, Sasha, right? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. He, yeah. So, um, I worked with him a couple of times, and and obviously his girlfriend or his, his partner, Kate. Yes. Um, years. Um, so, um, I spend a, I spend a bit of time with them whenever I go to LA, and yeah. it's the same same as Sasha. I mean, he's. You know, I just, just you, people like yourselves, you just have to, to give up. It's, it's all about giving back, you know, it's kind of, and I'm learning that still now. It's just, it's yeah. about, you know, whatever we do in life, sometimes it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it shouldn't just have to be about me feeling good about doing something like that, but it generally does feel good to give a little bit something back sometimes. Yeah. And that's the way life should be, and people should be more like that. And it's just, and I'm learning, and, and I'll endeavor to do more things in the future to kind of, you know, just, just to make a difference to people that need it. It's just, it's a wonderful thing, and, and I commend you amazingly. Well, the thing is, it's, and this is what we try and get out to people, and, and they do, once they come and volunteer and, you know, mm. they, they, you know, they realize they get so much from it, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's not, you know, think you're a kind person, but you get so much from, from it yourself. And then there's, there's a, I, this week I was in Peter, uh, Peterborough and there was this guy who comes to the sessions. So I've only seen him three or four times over the last two years, you know, um, but we've got such a connection because we both alcoholics. So when oh. we, what we do, we, Okay, so, uh, 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 and then we'll go off to a room and we'll have a little private chat for sort of half an hour. And I, it's just about connecting. And we got there late on Wednesday and he was in, he come in and he said, is Stuart not here? And he was panicking. Yeah. And then when we pulled up, up and, on, and then we, uh, I was in the van and then my sister was with me and she, mm. she came running across the road. She went, is Stuart there? <laughs> you know, and it, and then, the, the, he was so pleased to see me and he's he's going through so much at the moment and now unfortunately he's now on yeah. crack and but we went in that room and um I came out feeling grateful. I yeah. came out cool. remembering our I what I am. I you know, I know what I am. I'm the same as him. Cool. I'm I'm sure. an al- alcoholic. I I'm a I'm an ex drinker, I'm an ex drug taker and I, and, and then yeah. what that does by me giving them that help for that half hour, yeah, puts me in back in mind that hang on a minute, you know, I've had a bit of pretty shit there this year, and it's like, hang on a yeah. minute, you remember what yeah. you are, don't be like thinking everything's cool because it ain't never gonna be. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it totally puts things into perspective, doesn't it? Really, that's yeah, what it is. yeah. I mean, you, 
the, the petty things we complain about sometimes, yeah. it, it pales into insignificance sometimes. Yeah. When you really examine it, it's just like, hold on a minute, you know, yeah. just be grateful for what we've got, really. And it's just, yeah, I've, I've definitely reevaluated life over the last, God knows how long, many years, you know. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've got to agree with you there. Oh, did, did, uh, how did how how did it affect you then? Because I mean, obviously we we just been through the biggest pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you know, like what happened to you? What what what? How did it affect you? Well, when it first kicked off, I was because I mean, a lot of my work. I mean, it, it's affected me massively. I must say, in terms from the, from the styling point of view, I mean, I'm ticking over, but it's not like how it used to be. That's for sure. When it first kicked off, I was actually. Um, I just agreed to go to New York. We used to have an apartment there, me and my partner. Um, and we were basically en route there. I was en route there, sorry. And I had three jobs lined up consecutively over 10 days. And I think um, within two days of arriving in New York, all three got cancelled. It was just, it, it suddenly hits. And I was just like, wow. And I kind of come... You know, I'd come to terms that the jobs weren't happening and that something's gone on, but I didn't even, I didn't envisage it was going to go on like it was. You know, like most people, I thought, oh, right, well, you know, I've lost these jobs. It's unfortunate. Maybe they'll come back at a later period. But then it was, um, I ended up getting stuck there for three weeks. I couldn't get back home and, um, because I had to, uh, I mean, basically I wanted to come home, but the, the, you couldn't go to the airport. You couldn't bring the airlines. It was complete. Oh chaos really in a way um and then you'd so i kind of resigned that i couldn't do anything for a couple of weeks so i kind of sat tight and then just i kind of i, I so for me it was it was it was pretty damning but I, I i made use of the time by going to at that time you could still go on the on, on the metros so i'd go into manhattan or, or walk across the bridge to manhattan sometimes and just photograph the streets because there was it was desolate, like you'd never imagine. You know the, wow. the you know the Madison Avenues and, and and the parks and stuff. Central Park was, was was there was nobody there. It was just like an apocalyptic sort of scene. Yeah. Or I'd go to Coney Island. So for me, as a photographer, there was there was a positive, a positive, yeah. if you like, in in this in this in this horrible pandemic. But um, so I just made use of the time. So it was quite that was quite interesting. But. Then when I eventually got back to England, it was just it's um, it's it's definitely taken its toll. It's it's now picking up a little bit, and I think it's one of those things from my from my point of view. I, I just feel like we're going to have to live with this thing. It's not going to go away. So we need to take whatever precautions we can, but carry on because you know otherwise we go into lockdown again, and it's gonna it's gonna ruin so many people. I mean, so many people have been ruined already. Yeah. So many businesses young businesses aspiring kids doing new things yeah. but i also i always believe in in sort of i, th I think in a way it's it's all it's almost feels like a, a pre-punk kind of situation where people are getting creative again yeah. and i love that you know it's just i love seeing because that's what i was like when i said before when i went, went into id i was just a cheeky little brat who yeah. expected the world but that's because I was really keen and I was just like determined to make my stamp, make my stamp, if you like. Yeah. So I feel like people are doing that now. And I so I think in all this insanity and madness, I think something quite beautiful might 
come out of the out of the flames. If you, if you know what I mean, I think there'll there'll be um, a revolution of, of fashion. Well, I mean, we're already seeing that in sustainability fashion. People with you know with you know, I think there's there's, there's a huge a bigger a huge amount of people now buying secondhand clothes and renovating them and doing something yeah. new with them. New designers are, are, are using, again, I think sending out scouts to find um, old vintage pieces so that they can revamp them and, and add their own stamp. So I think it's, it's great. It's just it's rejuvenation of things. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's crucial. I mean, this this thing of sustainability, you know, it's, it's, it's everyone's a, it's always the same thing. Human beings always get it a bit late, don't they? It's always yeah, sure, it's true. up, and then we maybe try and like put the fire out, you know. But yeah, it's at least try and put the fucking fire out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, it's but again, for me, I, I feel like it, it, we we need because it's there's so much of this sustainability. I mean, w- without that, we're getting this we're getting this kind of um, this online presence with fashion now you know i keep on seeing this digital presence which kind of to me is is a little bit alarming because it's kind of i think it's i might be wrong but i read recently something i think the likes of like amazon are trying to set up an app to determine whether something is cool or not i mean where does that come from i mean what's that about i mean i may be wrong but that's what i'd read recently that they're trying to bring out an app that determines whether something is cool or not. So we're taking away the whole human element here. So yeah. I'm kind of, you know, reluctant to to, to 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 look at it from that point of view. So I think with all this with all this kind of digitalization and 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 I think we're we're looking at sort of, you know, sort of having virtual virtual kind of um what do you call them? Uh changing rooms. Oh right. I mean, What's that all about? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just, maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I mean, I, I think I like to relate to, to the youth and whatnot, but I, I can't believe people will, 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 will go that way. I think there, there needs to be some sort of human interaction or, you know, I mean, of course, the world is going digital, that's what it is, but I think within moderation anyway. Yeah. It's the same. It, it, you've got to have that human touch, that human element. For sure, for sure. And, and, and uh, there's things that, I mean, the, the Amazon have opened up a hairdressing salon in London. Wow. And that's really ruffled some feathers. <laughs> well, I, can, I can only imagine. <laughs> but I, I sort of, I, I, like, I like to stand back and watch all that stuff because it's, you know, it, it's just different. Oh, I you think know, You know, and, uh, yeah. it's an element you're not going to take away. You can't, you can't, you can't replicate what you saw, what we do. You can't. Yeah. Um, sure. You do. You know, like that eye you've got. You, you, you. They're not going to be able to do that. You know. Uh, yeah, sure. Because if they do, yeah. we might as well all give up. You know. Like, no, exactly. That'll be it. End of. But I mean, yeah. No. Let, let's pray for that. You know, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things. Technology. Of course, we have to move along with it. Of course, yeah. like, I get it. But I mean, you know, it's. And I think things like fashion shows, it's kind of, you know, it's always that, that thing. Whenever I, when I, when I started working with ID back in the day, I'd go to all the shows with Terry, Terry Jones to, to Paris, Milan, New York, and we'd, we'd sit there. But to be honest, most, you know, and I, I loved that. At that time, I loved that sort of, that kind of physical thing where you're seeing something like a designer's creation come to life. 
it was it wasn't just selling clothes. It was more it was an experience and it was fun to watch. But then, I mean, 75, 80 percent of the people are there just to just to be seen. And it's kind of it's just, you know, it's, it's a little showing off. It's a little peacock, you know, feathers and whatnot. Um, which I kind of get, but uh, I, it just got to me in the end. And it's kind of, I don't think, you know, it's, it's not essential anymore. We don't need that. So we can cut down on things like that, you know. You know. So I think we need to kind of, so there is a digital side that's, that will, you know, that will help things. And I understand all that. But I just think we need to kind of still have um, some human interaction. Otherwise, I don't yeah. see future of fashion going anywhere good put it that way uh, uh, well I told you this would be good because <laughs> the thing <laughs> I, I love doing this I'll tell you why I love it is because mm. like, even like say like when we met when you come to the mission yeah, you, sure. you run off and you, you maybe have a quick coffee after and then bang you, yeah. you don't really take the time to sit and really talk to someone or, or we're all so busy aren't we and I think sure. I've even sure. got three listeners I love doing this just because I get to talk to people for a, a decent amount of time and no, I, it's, it's good yeah, yeah. yeah I, totally, I, I, I totally resonate with saying I mean it's just it's you know I have you know when Lena first asked me to, to, to maybe um, that you'd invite me to come down and take some pictures again it was just yeah I, I was desperate to do it because it's for me it's again it's moments in time which is part of my philosophy of photography but to then sort of meet some of these people and then meet you briefly was 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 again like i said before a humbling experience and then we get to to do this podcast if you like and it's just so we i learned a bit more about you as well which is great and you know i'd, I'd love to do it again i you know, I want to sit down to you you know even if it's not a podcast we go out and have a beer or something or whatever yeah. or a coffee or something yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of nice, and yeah, Lena, Lena facilitated that. So bless her, bless her, cotton yeah. socks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, nice to her, man. Seriously. Yeah. Well, um, I wish you well, sir, and I will come and have coffee. No, we'll do that. Let's let's oh, chat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like we've got some history. There's there's some yeah. football. There's some imagery yeah. things to talk no, about. No, people, things I can talk tell you that I ain't going to say on here. So there's. A... Yeah. Oh, I've got a few of those too. <laughs> Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll definitely yeah. do that then. Well, yeah. thanks very much for your time. And um, you know, welcome, uh, I'll put all the links and, you know, let, get, I want everyone to see your, your lovely work and everything. So, Bless you, my friend. You're very well known, but, uh, you know, anyone who has not seen it, I want them to see your lovely photograph. Oh, thank you, Stuart. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. I, I was, to be honest, I was, I was sweating a little bit about this. I'm not very good at these things, but you made me feel really relaxed and I just went, Went on a bit of a rant, which is kind of nice, yeah, you know. That's all, that's all it's for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you, Stuart. It's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job. This is a calling. 